The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today we are continuing our interview series with... Uh, my good friend and, and client, James Niehaus. Now, James is the director of optimization at Symantec, and today we wanted to get his insider's perspective on what that's like to do that inside of an enterprise. James, welcome. Hey, welcome. Thank you, Thank you for having me, Tim. Pleasure oh, to be on, be, on, be on the show. Yeah, uh, so I, I know, you, you know, that uh, director of optimization is a title that probably didn't even exist a couple of uh, years ago. Have you... Uh, had to kind of define that role as you go along. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the history of it and, and how it's evolved for you? Sure, Tim. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, this role is really on the cutting edge as far as it didn't exist a decade ago. Um, so it's really um, whatever you want to make it for your organization. Uh, my view really is that um, every, organization, every organization is a little bit different. So their approach to optimization needs to be different to align to the company's culture, their values, and how they actually get things done. So in some worlds, I've had this title. It's been, really been focused about test design. In my current role, I think it's more about selling the idea of optimization to leadership. I really think the role is, is a critical role to make sure that the company invests and defines a, a clear leadership area for optimization. But what you actually do day-to-day often will vary based on the company and the culture and what you're mm-hmm. walking into. Right. So I guess, you know, there's uh, sometimes, like you say, you spend all of your time socializing it up the uh, the management chain and uh, not too much time actually doing tests or looking at analytics or all the nuts and bolts stuff you think would go along with that position. Um, so what would you say are some of the, if you had to think about it from the perspective of having done this at different companies now, some of the common themes of what um, are gotchas potentially for starting an in-house uh, conversion optimization program or practice? I think um, there's a few that you need to watch out for. I think to be successful, uh, especially in, in the large organizations, you really have to partner. Um, in a smaller shop, you can often do everything end-to-end yourself, and that's great. And that's always where you want to kind of be, is being in control of your own destiny. But often when you're first being brought in to start something or to really take something off the ground, you really have to partner. Because in the end, you're never really able to do everything yourself, whether it be sponsorship, resources, you know, alignment, or even execution. You often have to rely on other groups to help make you successful. So my goal is really to find someone who needs what I offer, which is oftentimes you're going to come across a group or a team or an individual who has a revenue number who has the desire to really improve the ROI and need the solution and buys into what you're offering, which is, you know, iterative testing to, to improve results from your current traffic. 
Okay, so, so let me kind of put that in another way. Uh, let me see if I can. So basically what you have to do is you're a free agent. You're bebopping around inside the organization looking for opportunities to kind of increase profits. But you have to – but people are heads down and they're just paying attention to their kind of normal stuff and their normal – performance indicators and what they're going to get their bonus based on. So you have to kind of do a translation into, I can help you to achieve your goals. Is that the basic idea? Absolutely. Because like you said, it's a new, optimization is a new profession. So oftentimes it's being brought in as an add-on to what they currently do every day. So normally they, they, they come across some, some article or some industry direction from a consultant saying, optimization is hot. How do you bring it into your organization? And normally someone champions for that internally, and then you bring in someone who dedicates their time to that to the objective. Um, but really, it, the, the number one success metric is really to, to bring optimization to the company's current activities to increase the ROI, whether it be in search, search, search marketing or whether it be just homepage optimization. There's always a, a group that needs to optimize their ROI, and that's usually who you're going to partner with first because that's where you can get the early wins, get the success stories, which play so well at the executive level. Which is okay, but well now that, that's all. Yeah, now that, that all sounds kind of you know, wonderful, and uh, we can all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, but you know, one of the things that I found, and you know, we have uh, at SiteTuners a kind of mentoring and knowledge transfer program to uh, help uh, build internal optimization teams, and, and one of the things I found is I'm surprised at how much resistance there is among kind of the current uh, you know, owners of marketing or the website to optimization. It's almost like the feeling is, okay, someone's going to come in. They're going to look over my shoulder. Uh, they're going to tell me I'm doing things wrong. Uh, I mean, there, there's actually quite a bit of uh, kind of pushback. Have you experienced that at all? Uh, absolutely, and you are absolutely correct. When you walk in, you're dis- you're a disruption. You're gonna. Put- you're going to force people to do more work because now they can't just throw ideas against the wall. They have to prove why they should do it with data. There, there needs to be more, you know, alternative experiences, which means more creative resources need to be applied. So when you first walk in, you're not necessarily friends with anybody. So you are correct. <laughs> when you first bring optimization into the situation, you make everyone's work harder, and they're no longer in control of their destiny. As data-driven decision-making becomes the, 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 the driver of what happens next. And so there's also on a kind of a, a, a yeah, and there's also on a primal kind of a reptilian brain level. There's a you know you're basically you're telling them that they're wrong or that they're going to lose status or you know there's all these kind of unsaid things going on as well, right? Absolutely. So that's why you got to pick your early partners. So when you first come in, it really comes down to how you were brought in. Were you brought in as part of a major initiative to add optimization to your company? Were you brought in under the radar by someone who really cares about it deeply from another company? How you get bring in, brought in determines your next step. So in the end, you're going to have to find a way to, to execute something somewhere to show a win, to show success. And who you work with often depends on who is most aligned to your, 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 your vision. Because you'll come across, you did not arrive there by accident in most cases. Someone pulling up either their budget or their, their name to get this in place. And from there, your job is to make that person successful, that group successful. And your goal is to really find the best way to execute something that shows return on investment early on. Because eight out of ten people who are, who are in their room will not be 
even aware or understand what you're, what you're pitching as far as this new approach. So your job is to, to, to find a way to execute quickly in your organization, show some examples of learnings, which ideally is positive ROI improvements, or just something you learned about your customers from a loss. Your goal really is to, to open up leadership's eyes to a whole new way of thinking. And that okay, so let me, let me kind of just, let me just, uh, uh, let me see if I can uh, just kind of um, focus in on some things you said. So, so let's just to kind of recap. When you, you step into the room, most people there are not your friends at a minimum. It means that you're bringing extra work and extra complexity and a lo- loss of control from their perspective. So uh, what I heard you say to kind of counteract that, you have to find somebody that's willing to be a champion and is psychologically on board for that initial effort, have a win, a quick win, and socialize that throughout the organization saying, hey, look, uh, you know, we're making a lot more money now, and beat the drum and say, hey, this is something easy that I can go help everybody with. Is that the basic idea? That is the approach. And okay, now, so how do, you, how do you socialize it? You know, how do you, um, you know, w- w- um, well, let's talk about what does it mean to have a quick win and what it means to uh, kind of dis- you know, spread the success around and, and, uh, and uh, to talk about the results. What, um, what's, what's a good place to start? How do you get that, that quick win? So I, I think, Kim, this is where you often champion the idea of ninety page optimization. Normally within a company, that's the first place you would go is towards the 90 pages of different marketing channels. That's why I think search marketing is often your best candidate because they're, they're, they have trained themselves to be ROI-focused, from monetizing other keyword to, to different ad groups, to ad words, to, to, to bidding, sure get more dollars. Yeah, so, so they're, they're usually most aligned to your way of thinking because they've been forced to think that way to maximize ethical dollars they spend in that market. So they're, they're okay, and now, now, now. So, and so basically, so the, the advantage is they're already ROI-focused and they're being, you know, they're metrics-driven. They also, for, from my perspective, also have relatively well-contained pages. It's not like you're going and you're yeah. monkeying the whole website, which you Absolutely. may ultimately need to do, but it's uh, the damage or is contained to one page. You can even filter the traffic and only use part of the available traffic for the test, that sort of thing, if you have a lot of traffic, right? That's a great point. And also, it's usually easier to execute a test in that channel because they can often, even without a, a full-fledged testing tool in place, you can often use the, the, the search tools to split traffic or split keywords to different paths. So you're trying to find a way to execute something fast. When you mention what's a quick win, quick win really means executing a test in a quick time frame. Because normally mm-hmm. when you run a test of any type, you're going to learn something that you can share, something that the leadership did not know was valuable. It could be a headline, it could be a keyword, whatever your test design is, the whole goal is to have more than, you know, as many as possible in a rapid, in a rapid time frame. Mm-hmm. You may find good ideas, you may find bad ideas, but the whole goal is you want to share stories. Because in the end, things are sold through stories. You need to tell leadership, hey, A and B, tell me which one you think won. And when they take it, you go, well, half the room was wrong. Because half mm-hmm. the room thought that A was going to win or B won. And that mm-hmm. opens up their minds to thinking, wow, data helps drive decisions, not just my gut feelings. Okay. Well, good. I want to I wanna pick up on that. That's a, yeah, how to socialize that and, to, and to socializing both the wins and losses after our break. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes. So 
for more conversation with James. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, back in a couple of minutes. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, Welcome, listeners. This is Tim Ash, your host for Landing Page Optimization. And today we're continuing our discussion with James Niehaus, who's the Director of Optimization at Symantec. Now, James, we're just talking about wins and losses and, and how to present those. I think you said something very interesting is when you do have a win, you don't necessarily want to say, well, we had a 17.8% improvement and just kind of bore them with the statistics. You said basically have a hook, have a story, uh, engage them in the game of guessing which split test page one. Um, can you talk kind of to that a little bit more? Why is that so important? Sure. We want, I, think, I think that's the most viable way to deliver the story of optimization. You want to engage your, your stakeholders. You want them to, to participate in the ideation. And you want them to pick. You want them to put their, their, their name against an idea. So you say which... which to, part, to participate. And, which, which banners. Yeah, to have skin in exactly. the game. Because you normally will find no matter, you know, I myself experience it every single time. Half the time you guess it right, half the time you guess it wrong. And it, nothing more powerful than when you see half the executives or leadership um, drivers in the room picking wrong. 
And then they try to get different stories why. But when you start doing this again and again, they start seeing, wow, you know, it's not all about us in the room deciding. It's about letting the customers decide through their clicks, through their orders, through their reactions on the page to engagement. That's half of it. So the true voice of the customer, right? Correct. You want you want to get them in the mindset of, of turning over the decision making ultimately to data and to having your customers actually react to the experience that you serve on, on your website. And so so it's, it's kind of a polite way of saying it's it's getting rid of uh, kind of how would you say the effect of you know the highest paid person's opinion. You know, you say, Oh, hey, guess what? You yep. we're often wrong, but you do that after the fact in a kind of safe way, isn't this fun? And, uh, and it, get, it bypasses all of their personal security issues that way, right? Yeah. I mean, in other words, it's like, oh, bad, bad, you know, sorry, like bad news, you didn't guess right, but good news, we're making $20 million more this year, right? So that's that's a pretty fun game to play. Yeah. The work fun is the key one. So when we, when we do this, we don't pretend we're the experts. We ourselves say we learn through trial and error. We fail fast. That's what we're good at. So we never try to prop ourselves up and see you guys are all wrong and we're the right ones. Because we're the first ones to admit, we don't know. We have some good ideas, but that's why we test, to uncover which ideas are going to resonate with our audience and our user base. So we try not to position ourselves as the gurus of the next best idea. We position ourselves as the gurus or leaders around how to execute this way of thinking and implement this in an organization. Therefore, we're not threatening their, 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 their key role as the idea drivers or the revenue drivers of the business. We're just enablers. And as part of that enabling, we help them shape and form and provide a strategy around their test, their test plans, and how they can execute it faster in market. Okay, but what do you say to the uh, – to this is not, not the first time this has happened, but you know, what do you say to the CEO who personally gets involved in the test and deciding what color the buttons are and what the headlines should say? Uh, how do you – co-opt that, you know, big, you know, alpha, usually male, alpha male, into say, you know, saying you're wrong. Uh, how, do you, how do you get get them on board? So, I mean, through our earlier comments, you try to get them to play the game. Because normally when you get to play the game publicly, everyone usually walks away either publicly or behind the scenes thinking this approach is probably the way forward. Assuming that was played and does not play out, then your goal is to find a, a, a happy compromise. You know, I never recommend going head-to-head against the CEO. That's a, that's a bad move. But you're going to find <laughs> enough champions within the organization that will come, will come aboard to your way of thinking. You don't have to win them overnight. Oftentimes, the CEO has en- enabled many other team players to run the business. So your goal is to understand what is off-limits from a CEO standpoint and then tackle everything else. There's always time to, to get everyone convinced of the new way. You, don't you have can to eat the you can over, eat the uh, the holy cows later, right? You can you can right now you can just exactly. snack on something else and uh, eat the holy cows later, or kill the if holy you cows. Later. To a new comp- yep. If you bring optimization to a new group, there's endless areas to optimize. So there's no there's no lack of opportunity. Don't get caught up in the in the in the big political fights. Find okay. By the way, one of the things uh, you know what we found is that it, it's also as we we're building out these. Uh, these optimization teams internally that uh, if you have the data rate, which big companies usually do, it's perfectly fine to co-opt your your boss or a couple of levels up by having them contribute actively a design to the test and then throw that in. And you say, oh, wait, look, the purple polka dot button didn't win. Oh, well, but we're still making a lot more money. 
Um, you know, I think that so you can find room in the test for the ideas, even if you know they're basically boneheaded ones from the management team. That's a great Maybe. point. No one's ever wrong anymore. Everything, every idea is worth testing. As long as you can execute quick enough, every idea is worth consideration. Yeah, okay. Now, you also said that you can get some mileage out of failed tests, I mean, or at least what most people think of as failures. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I think you really want to focus on, on coming up, again, with a story and what did you learn from this? Because every leader, every executive group is used to hearing failures. Whether they like it or not, things don't work out. What they don't often hear attached to that is what did we learn from that? So I think one of the goals really is to execute tests that have a learning in mind, right or wrong, so that you're not forced to only produce winners. This is often an early um, gotcha for most new optimization programs. They get so focused on only having the wins, and they make all the noise about a potential future test that could be a big win. If that ever goes south, your whole reputation is tied to a failed test. But if you instead try to focus on every single thing you do as a learning moment, then you're never tied to anyone's failure or success of a test. Everything is about learning more about your customers. And oftentimes, the tests are the quickest way to gather new insights about what's working, what's not working with the user base. So the more tests you can do, the more you can come back to different, whether it be creative director, whether it be the marketing director, anyone, and share things that will help them go back to their people and say, this will be found out about our customers. This will help shape their strategy, their direction. So always try to position the success of your program not based solely on wins and losses, but on learnings and wins. Okay, well, I think you have to, at some point, you're going to, I mean, you're you're right in that, you know, um, you're not going to have a 100% success rate. And I think it's important to set the expectation up front that certain individual tests will, and this is the way that we usually put it, uh, fail to improve on our current champion or or control or our, you know, kind of, um, but that doesn't mean that the testing program itself is a failure. Nobody has a, you know, 1,000 batting average, you know, most of it, you, know, you can be a successful hitter in the major leagues with a 300 batting average. That means you miss seven out of 10 times a bat and you don't even get on base. So um, the point isn't to be perfect. The point is to make the company money over time, right? Absolutely. I often tell myself and my team that my job is to make the entire organization data-driven. That's my ultimate gift back to leadership is how do I move the entire organization to, to, to an approach where they're actively using data and insights to drive their actions, not just gut feeling and opinion. Yep, perfect. Well, that's, I think, a, a nice segue into uh, some other topics I want to talk about after our last break. Um, but I also want to – I know, James, I mean, you're a pretty driven uh, marketer. I understand you've gone to some pretty uh, – you know, how would you say, extreme places in order to get marketing ROI. I want to hear a little bit more about that after the break. Uh, This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and we'll be back after a word from our wonderful Webmaster Radio sponsors. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, 
CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, landing page optimization. And I'm continuing my conversation with James Niehaus, the director of optimization at Symantec. Now, James, uh, before the break, I kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, you've, you've pulled some stunts to get improved marketing ROI. I mean, I... I guess you could almost say you're single-handedly responsible for all those CAPTCHA forms we have to fill out uh, uh, in online forums, right? Tell us more about that. That's true. Uh, To my defense, uh, back in the 1999 days, there wasn't too many clear guidelines about what was appropriate for marketing online. So we often uncovered those uh, as we went along. So one of the things we were exploring once was what if we created a search engine and then queried every single domain registrar for their admin information and sent them out a notification saying, we've added you to our search engine. What would that do? So we were querying <laughs> millions of records, and then we found out shortly after that that was probably not the best approach to reach out and communicate to webmasters around the world. So I don't know if we were, were the single cause of that, but I feel I somehow, with my group, somehow contributed to the reality of now having captures across most of our online forms. Did well, well you kind of did. did yeah, the, the, you, but you also kind of did your penance for that. I mean, you're willing to go to the other extreme. I understand at one point you signed uh, tens of thousands of mailing pieces personally in order to improve conversion rate. Tell us about that. Sure. So on the opposite extreme, um, we are very much about personalizing our marketing experiences. So at one time, we were hosting a, 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 an online marketing conference in Vegas, 
And to make it as personal as possible, I ended up hand signing close to 20,000 postcards. Wow. A nice personal <laughs> touch. So it turned out to be successful. It was very profitable. Um, I can't contributed all back to that hand signature, but it was just examples of the extremes we go to to kind of optimize our marketing. Well, there you go, folks. Before James was a director of optimization, he was already an optimizer at heart. Um, James, let, let's talk about uh, one uh, final topic here. Uh, now, if you had to say just three quick tips. Okay, I, uh, someone hires me to do optimization at the company, uh, and uh, what am I going to do in the first 90 days as, as I start my internal optimization program? What are the three things that I must do? I think one is determine how you're going to execute tests. I think all too often when you come in, you're new to the program, new to the company, you don't know how to get things done. It's very important that you figure out how to get things done. No matter who you talk to, no matter what you sell, you have to find a way to execute tests and come back with learnings and results and wins. So if you can't achieve execution, you cannot achieve anything that you set out to actually, you know, long-term vision about ROI or growing a team or growing a whole program, you have to be able to get stuff done. So the first thing is learn how to get something done in your company. And it's a combination of politics, process, and technology. So it may vary whether you have a, a, a testing tool or not, whether you have a support system or not with resources, but your first 90 days, you have to show results. So you have to learn quickly how to execute. Okay, so number one, figure out how to... Have, sorry, number one was figure out how to execute tests. What's number two? I think number two is you've got to know how and who to sell um, the results. All too often when you run a test, you may think, wow, I have a win. But you have not built any relationships out to kind of share these wins. So your job not, is not only to execute a, a, a test successfully. Your second goal is to sell that to any and all groups, from operationals to leadership to marketing to, 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 to user experience. So you have to be setting up these relationships ahead of time. You have to get them on board with what you're planning to do and come back to them and sell them what you did. So you need to have excitement around that whole piece. And it's your job to bring it. No one else is going to wait for your results. You need to champion not only your program, but the results and learnings you achieve. Okay, and then finally, number three, what's your piece of advice for our aspiring director of optimization? Uh, I think the third piece um, that I would recommend is you have to get down and dirty and learn the business. Um, when you come in from the outside or coming new, oftentimes you just think you can walk in and change one or two things and, 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 and you're going you're gonna to hit out of the park. But oftentimes people walk in without understanding the true business that you're running or managing and you fail to recognize the small, subtle realities of your organization or your business. So I think the third part really is you have to get your hands dirty and learn your business, put on all the other hats, and appreciate what they go through. Because in order to really get firm and true partnership, you have to walk in their shoes. And you have to go the extra mile. Because like I said, when you first come on board, you're the one who's, who's disrupting their current day-to-day. You're the one asking them to do more work. So you have to really go in deep and appreciate what QA does every day, what web development does every day, what the design team, the marketing team. So you have to learn that and the business because you need to be able to provide ideas that can, that can be aligned quickly, agreed upon fast, and execute without any real hurdles or bottlenecks. So you have to show that by going above and beyond in knowing 
what's important to your groups and important to your business. You have to take on that extra work because that's going to make the difference as far as whether your idea has traction within the organization or not. Well, terrific. I think that that's a, that's a perfect place to, to close. Uh, now, um, this, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, first broadcasting this uh, episode during the first day of our conversion conference in San Francisco, which you'll be speaking at March 5th and 6th, 2012. We also have upcoming shows in Chicago and New York this year. Um, if you want to drink from the fire hose and learn from experts like James that are, that are doing it every day, uh, check out conversionconference.com and use the promo code WMFM for $100 off any of the upcoming conferences. Uh, we hope to see you there. James, thank you so much for being on the show, and we'll see you in San Francisco. 